This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Mariner's Pod. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here once again. It's busy day yesterday, so we have a lot to get to in this version of Mariner's Pod. Jared Apoto joined us on the broadcast yesterday. He's going to stop by and break down, well, the new guys, or at least the new guys he can break down as he talks about the trade trades with San Diego. So that comes up in a few minutes. We're going to go a little more in depth, too, as we move through the week with some of the new guys. Uh, so that comes up. Marco spun a gem yesterday. We're going to talk about that. We'll get reaction from Marco, Scott Service. Joe Madden, too. I always love the view from the other side of things, especially after a game like that. And I think you'll find Joe Madden's take on Marco very interesting. Also, news and notes, Mariners will not be playing tonight. They will not, uh, not be playing tomorrow. Uh, the first two games of the Oakland A series has been postponed the A's had a COVID test in the traveling party, so out of abundance of caution, first two games postponed. They'll be made up at some point. We're just we're not sure what it looks like. So uh, hopefully Thursday will be played, maybe a doubleheader on Thursday. There's just no way to know at this point. So we'll await news on that. I think we'll talk before then, so hopefully we'll have some news what this A's series will look like. And then the Texas Rangers come back to town. So we'll talk about that series coming up as well. Uh, there'll be plenty of new faces, too. So we'll have a lot to talk about next podcast. This one, though, let's talk about Marco, who just was dealing against the Angels. He has faced the Angels three times this year, and the Angels have had no answers for Marco. But yeah, Marco was tremendous in this one, just slicing and dicing this Angels lineup. Here's the windup and the next offer on the way, and a swing and a miss by Adele for strike three, and that is strikeout number five for Marco Gonzalez. He now has retired ten batters in a row. Five strikeouts along the way, one down here in the bottom of the fifth. What an afternoon for Marco. And he did something that is not easy to do. How about striking out Mike Trout three times in the ball game? Marco gets a side, looks in, and now delivers. Athenese, strike three called. Trout just drops his head. He strikes out for the third time facing Marco Gonzalez this afternoon, who is spinning a gem in Anaheim. He's retired the last 15 Angels in a row. So went back and looked. I have found, including Marco now, 11 pitchers that have struck out Mike Trout at least three times in a ball game. There's one pitcher that fanned him four times. That was James Paxton in 2016. Paxton's the only pitcher that's done it twice, three-plus times. Uh, what's interesting, though, is you look back, and at, when Paxton did strike out Trout four times, it was on August 7, 2016. Just about a month later, Taiwan Walker did it. He punched him out three times, September 13, 2016. 
Marco's the first pitcher to strike him out three times in a game since then. So it's been a long time since one pitcher was able to get Mike Trout three times in the ballgame. Excellent work. Uh, Trout ends up going 0 for 4, fans three times, uh, hit a laser in the ninth inning, turned out to be a double play, and that was one of the keys to the ball game. But Marco just kept piling up one out after another. 3-2 to Luis Renjifo, breaking ball, strike three called, and he got him looking. There is strikeout number eight for Marco Gonzalez. He has retired the last 21 Angels hitters in a row. So how about this for his final line? Nearly under 100 pitches as well. Complete game, four hits, one run, one walk, eight punch outs. The only run, a solo home run by Justin Upton. Did it all in 102 pitches. Lowers his ERA to 309, 10th best in the American League. He was outstanding. Here was Marco after the game. Marco, Scott mentioned you guys been through a lot on this road trip with, with everything that happened in San Diego and the, the trade deadline and everything. And, uh, yeah. What did it feel like to finish this thing off today and on such an up note and, and kind of where are you guys at right now? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, just for a lot of reasons, this was a tough road trip. Um, and uh, I wasn't expecting to be as emotional as I was today. Um, but it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it seems to all kind of pile out at once and – for us to go out and, and kind of close up the, the road trip the way we did, it, it really meant a lot. And, um, you know, I just can't speak enough about the character of this group. Um, we've hung together through a lot of tough times. And, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of been a roller coaster trip. Marco, you you played catch with Austin in the, in the during the shutdown. You worked out with Austin during the shutdown. He's caught you a bunch. You've talked about how important he is. You know it's a business, but at the same time, seeing a friend be leave like that, that had to be hard. He's He's been one of your guys' better players as well. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I told him. I, I said, uh, you know, it didn't matter what we did on the field or, you know, how good of a player you are. I'm, I'm truly losing um, one of my brothers and somebody who has always had my back and someone who is just – the ultimate teammate and uh, I, I couldn't be happier for the way that he's broke into the big leagues and made a name for himself. Um, he has immense value to any team that he's on and can't speak highly enough about him. That being said, what'd you think from Joe today? It looked like you guys worked pretty well together for, you know, not having a ton of time together. Yeah. I had thrown a lot of bullpens to him recently. Um, you know, and, and he's he's been working his 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 ass off to to get to know me and to get to know our staff. And, um, you know, I had to guide him. We had, you know, <laughs> we had a quick catch up, you know, before the game to be able to go over a scouting report and, and our plan today. And, um, you know, we just executed. And, and I think, um, you know, we were both kind of riding some emotions into the game today. And I think that helped us. Okay, it looked like there was no way you were coming out of this game when you uh, when you came out of it. How, how determined were you to finish this thing? Um, I, when I walked off the field in the eighth, um, I, I looked at Skip and I, and I said, "This is this is my game." Um, I knew it from the first inning. I knew it from the first pitch, and um, it's just one of those things where I, I kind of just I wanted to get home. I, I want to. I want to be home. I want to, you know, be back in Seattle. And, um, 
and a lot of emotions. That, that ninth inning, uh, <laughs> a little interesting there in the, uh, the, the double play to try anything. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, you know, snapped my neck around so fast to see if Seager was standing there to catch it. And um, it's just one of those things where it worked out perfectly and we were able to double them off. And, um, you know, it gave me the utmost confidence, even even the, you know, the walk to Rendon. I mean, I still had confidence, you know, with Pujols coming up. I know that we just had to make a pitch and, and get out of it. So um, you know, it's kind of a roller coaster. Marco, Scott said that, uh, that you guys had to change up a few things a little bit early. They were kind of being aggressive the last few days. They'd really waited guys out, but it looked like they were getting aggressive on you. H how do you combat that? Was that just a conversation with Joe, or is it something you recognize right away? Um, I anticipated it just because they know me very well. I know them very well. and um, You know, it's just one of those things where they know I'm going to be in the zone early. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to walk guys. And, so I knew, you know, first time through, you know, maybe they're kind of scoping out what, what we're doing or what our game plan is. And and then after that, they really got some good swings off. And so we really had to work kind of off the barrel and, and make some quality pitches early in the count. And that really helped us out. Marco, as one of the, uh, you're not an old guy, but you're one of the uh, veterans on this team. Uh, how do you, Kind of walk your way through all this. I mean, you guys are trying to win every day. You know the big picture. Um, you know how do you balance all that, and, and where do you sit right now? Um, you have to stick to your daily process, um, and sometimes trusting the process can become monotonous. It can become unfulfilling, and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I've kind of transformed it into win the day and come prepared. Come prepared to win. Um, you know, and don't settle for anything less. I have high expectations for the guys that I play with. I have high expectations for my coaching staff and I have high expectations for this organization. And I think that's the only way that we're going to get to where we want to go. You, you've talked about embracing this kind of mindset as well. This is kind of how you pitch, but this dominate the zone kind of mindset that they want to have. This is how you've been anyways. And, and guys have talked about how you don't back down. I mean, do you feel like that? you're seeing some of the young guys see that this works. I mean, they might have bigger fastballs and stuff, but the way you pitch that this is how you get out at the big league level, the mentality you have to have. I hope so. Um, you know, we, we've seen it, <clears throat> we've seen it translate and, and change with, you know, with chef and, and Dunny and, um, you know, you say, and, and the guys in the rotation and Marg and, and, and LJ and, um, you know, we, we've really tried to just, be leaders and, and set that tone, set that mindset of, hey, we're going to attack and, um, you know, we're going to force you to swing the bats and, you know, we're going to we're going to get our outs quick. And, and that's that's how you go deep into a ball game. Scott said he's giving you guys the full day off tomorrow with these games being postponed. I know you have to deal with some of the other stuff, uh, given your spot on the team. But you think that that is be a good day to have a good day after after this road trip just to kind of come down from all of this? I know I'll certainly cherish it. Um, you know, I can't, I can't speak for the rest of the guys. I know that it's been an emotional week and, um, yeah, I think, I think we need a day. It's going to be good. Marco didn't get much offensive support. He didn't need a ton. Jose Marmaleos with a big solo blast. The one, one. 
Swing and this is hammered deep out to right field. Jose Marmaleos going deep to give the Mariners a 2-1 lead in the sixth inning. His fourth of the season, and man, he likes hitting here in Anaheim. Jose Marmaleos puts the Mariners in front. It's 2-1. And the Mariners would break the tie in the sixth inning to give them a 2-1 lead. It got a little tricky in the ninth inning as uh, it got a little dicey as Marco was in a little bit of a, tr- a little bit of trouble in the ninth. It it shook out where Otani singled, then Simmons singled. So runners on first and second. That's when the trout double play came into play. Rendon would walk as Marco kind of uh, working around the corners on Rendon and got Albert Pujols to end the ball game. A one nothing pitch. The Pujols here she comes swinging a pop up. Left side of the infield, calling for it. J.P. Crawford is there. He makes the catch, and Marco Gonzalez has his second career complete game in the big leagues as he beats the Angels this afternoon. A final score of 2-1. to one. His last complete game was on June the 29th of 2018 against the Kansas City Royals. So there it was. A great ball game. Marco was outstanding. How about Joe Madden? The view from Joe Madden. On, and he was asked the question in postgame, not only what gave the Angels trouble with Marco today, but why have they had so much problems with Marco this season? You know, you watch him from the side, and uh, he's just he's a good pitcher is what he is. He, um, he knows how to cut the ball in on the righties. He knows how to dot it up, down and away. He pitches primarily with his fastball and his cutter. It's not like he's got great off-speed stuff. Um, he competes extremely well. I think the big thing with probably is just uh, the way his, um, his arm slot presents against our guys, his ability to get in on righties. And like I said, he was dotting up. Um, guys are coming back. Umpires are calling strikes. And, um, and from the side, it doesn't look ov- overly um, difficult. But, of course, the hitters will tell you that. So uh, great command, great competitive nature. I think the thing that saves him is that he knows how to get in on a righty. While we're at it, why don't we take a listen to Scott's service as the Mariners put an end to what was a long and emotional road trip. Yeah, what a way to, to end a trip. Uh, back-to-back, two-to-one games. Um, certainly, we jumped on Marco Gonzalez's back today, and he carried us uh, the, the whole way. So, uh, outstanding effort. I know uh, Marco wasn't maybe as sharp as he's used to being his, his first outing on this trip over in San Diego, but he got he got it right today. Uh, I thought he made a great adjustment in the third inning, and uh, he stayed with it. Um, and, and got the results he was looking for. And don't play, you don't pitch a complete game without your catcher uh, you know, contributing huge. And, and Joe Odom had a heck of a game. Certainly swung the bat well, driving in a run. Did a great job with Marco uh, behind the dish. And Marmaleos, again, uh, big home run there. So uh, winning back-to-back two-to-one games, uh, something you know, we haven't done a lot of. Uh, you know, and, and our offense has struggled a little bit here the last few day, games, but that's, that's team, team effort, and uh, you know, pitching staff picking us up. So nice way to end this trip and you know, get ready to head back home. You've had a lot of, a lot of change, a lot of things going on with trades and things. Marco, kind of that steadying influence, what, what has he meant to this staff and this team? Certainly Marco brings a ton of leadership um, on the field, in the clubhouse. But the biggest thing he does is lead by example. Um, when, you, when he goes out and, and just takes control of a game like that, it says more than anything you can say. Um, you know, your actions, we talk about frequently around here, your actions speak louder than your words. And he is some kind of competitor. Uh, when the ball is his hand, he walked off the, the mound and, and got to the dugout in the eighth inning. And 
he looked right at me and he said, it's my game. I said, you're right. It is your game. Go get him. <laughs> uh, I was really happy he was able to get through it. Um, you know, we got a little fortunate there with a double play ball that Trout hit. But uh, Mark did, Marco did a great job against Trout all day. And um, it's nice to, to get him that complete game. You just knew Trout was still going to find a way to come up with runners on in the ninth, didn't you, Scott? I mean, broken bat, single, and another single, and all of a sudden Trout's there again. You're not going to get through the Angels with the Trout getting to play four times in a game. So it, it was going to happen. You just you were hoping maybe there wouldn't be anybody on base. But, uh, um, again, baseball, there's, there's a lot of – there's some luck involved, obviously. But uh, we put ourselves in a position to, to take advantage of that. And certainly, you know, Seeks, big line drive, double play there catching that ball and turn it around was huge. But, uh, and Greg mentioned earlier, uh, our team, this, this road trip has been a very emotional trip from what we went through over in San Diego and the, the postponement uh, of the game there, uh, what our guys have gone through to the trades we've had, losing uh, some, some good friends, some guys you're really close to and um, really proud of the group and, and talked to them after the game about being professional and showing up every day and putting the work in and grinding through it. Um, really, really happy with what transpired throughout this trip uh, and the adversity that we faced and how we've handled it. Scott, Marco seems to really embrace the dominate the zone mentality that you guys have. I, I can't remember the number of first pitch strikes, but and his ability to throw all his pitches in the strike zone, he just doesn't seem to ever give in. Uh, I mean, that's you talked about actions speak louder. I mean, that's got to be the best actions your guys, your young starters can see too. There's Sheffield and Dunn. All those guys are up at the rail. They're watching and they're seeing the results and they're learning. And Marco, that's what he's about. He does not back off. He does not throw 95 miles an hour. He don't care. He's going to compete. He's going to fight you. He's going to figure out a way. And uh, I credit to him and the work he puts in. He has a plan. Um, and like I said, in the game today, he made a little bit of an adjustment on how he was going to attack. Obviously, they were very aggressive today. They know he's going to throw strike one. They were up there hacking. That's how, I, how he was able to get so deep in the game, and he used that to his advantage. You've said all, all this series how patient, patient they are. Obviously, they know what kind of pitcher Marco is, and that they adjusted as well. Absolutely. They've seen him a lot. They've seen him three times again this year now. Um, they know who he is. And you start looking at some of the matchups, these guys, some of these guys have 35, 40 at bats against Marco throughout the course of their career. So they start to get a, a game plan. They took a little bit different plan today, uh, different than what they typically do uh, as far as waiting out pitchers and grinding through it. They were going to be aggressive. And like I said, uh, credit to Marco and Joe Odom. They recognized it and they took advantage of it. Scott, any, they announced the cancellation of those two games. Are you guys just going to do standard workouts? What are you going to do over the next couple of days? Do you give your guys a day or anything like that? Yeah, we are going to take a complete day off tomorrow. Like I said, this road trip, um, guys are tired. You know, with the back-to-back -back day games, all, like I said, all the emotional stuff that has gone on. So we will not show up tomorrow. We will have a workout later in the day on Wednesday and then see what Thursday brings. So that's the plan right now. All right, anything else for Scott? Thanks, Skip. Stay no, Scott, how about the rotation? How about uh, the rotation? Yeah, not sure right now uh, how it's going to line up. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll have an idea on what the rotation is going to look like uh, when we know more about Thursday's games, if there is going to be a game, and then going on to the weekend. So uh, I don't have an answer for you right now on the upcoming rotation. So the Mariners get a chance to return home and what seemed like a long, long trip. And we'll just wait 
Game postponed tonight, game postponed tomorrow. On the schedule, it's the A's for day baseball on Thursday, 110 start. The Rangers coming for four, six o'clock Friday, same with Saturday, then one o'clock on Sunday, one o'clock on Monday. Then the Mariners hit the road for the Giants after that, and the Diamondbacks, uh, a quick trip back at home for the Giants. And then the Padres come to town. Now, that's going to be pretty interesting. The Astros after that. And then the season, if you can believe it, finishes up against the A's. And we'll see if maybe a doubleheader in that one, maybe a couple doubleheaders in that one. There's a mutual off day along the way as well between the Mariners and A's. So we'll know more about the schedule as we move through this. But hopefully we get a chance to see Mariners and A's coming up on Thursday after a couple of days off. So we'll still bring you some stuff this week. Still want to break down uh, more of the trade, bring you some Tacoma stuff as well. So there'll be a lot happening this week. In the meantime, we had a chance to chat with Jerry about the trades with the San Diego Padres on the air yesterday. Well, as promised, Mariners general manager Jerry Depoto, very busy man, kind enough to join us here on the radio. Jerry, it's uh, great to have you. Uh, I can't imagine what last night in particular was like for you. Uh, what was last night like for you, Jerry? <laughs> Probably like most nights just before the trade deadline, you know, uh, it, it's, it was a, a surprisingly busy uh, four-day stretch for us. We, we really didn't think that it was going to be that kind of volume for us. And, you know, once we made the deal with Taiwan Walker on Thursday morning, truly believed that we were unlikely to do anything else. And, and if we did, it would probably be minor. And, you know, and then lo and behold, opportunity really, you know, jumped out for us on on Saturday morning things really picked up with the Padres and and by Saturday evening we had the pieces in place for for the deal that we ultimately pushed across the goal line on Sunday which we are incredibly excited about and tell us about some of those parts coming back in the deal that sent Nola and company to San Diego you know I mean what we thought was just a, a return that was too heavy to to not push the button and you know the obvious is you know two major league players would be Ty France who's currently OPSing just short of 900 for the Padres uh, and and we think Ty can really hit this is a guy who hit 399 and I, I'm not misquoting that <laughs> but <laughs> last year in Triple uh, A, he's he's been a, a, a strong offensive performer anywhere he's ever been and you know, dating back to college, he's 25 years old. plays all the, He plays third base, second base, first base, and and has been out in the outfield. We feel like he has a potential everyday bat. You know, hitting somewhere in that five six spot in a good order, with real run producing type skills. It's a he's a guy we've coveted for a while, and we were thrilled to grab him. Uh, we did also pick up Luis Torrens, who you know, Luis Torrens, you can look beyond uh, what he's actually done these last couple of years if you get hung up on his career major league line but you know he was a 21 year old rule five draft pick right out of a ball in uh, 2017 and the, the the Padres worked him through that season didn't play much put up a poor line and has since gone back and and redeveloped I guess he played through a ball and double a and is now 24 years old, is coming off a season where he just blew it up offensively in double-A as a 23-year-old. He can catch, he can throw, and you'll see him get most of the reps for us here in uh, September. We also picked up Taylor Trammell, who has been a consensus top 100 draft pick uh, really since he was drafted back in 2016. Uh, Just a tremendous talent who we think has 
top of the lineup, you know, upside and, and everyday player, and and kick it off, uh, finish it up with Andres Munoz, who is uh, maybe one of the best arms in professional baseball. Well, Jerry, as things turn out, uh, Marco Gonzalez doesn't do us any favors. He carves through this Angels lineup one, two, three, strikes out Mike Trout. That does it for the bottom of the third. Jerry, we appreciate you hopping on with us, man. There's a, for whatever it was worth, that did something for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. We appreciate <laughs> Glad it. Glad to join. <laughs> we go to the fourth title one. Very busy day in baseball. Uh, the bottom of the third went very, very quickly. Next offer is up and in for ball three, three and zero. The count. Tell us about the trade of uh, Taylor Williams to the San Diego Padres. Uh, what about the return there? You know, we we act on that one. Unfortunately, I won't be able to talk about the player that we will ultimately get. It's a player to be named, but okay. you know, hoping that somewhere between the the final day of the season and and February, we'll be able to announce who that is. Uh, some of that is just the the obvious, which he's not in the 60-player pool. Okay. So uh, can't really speak to him specifically, but we'll say that you know this was born out of a lot of discussion with the Padres over the last three or four days and, and their interest in Taylor Williams, who we chose not to include in the first deal we did, but uh, circled back, and that was one we got done in the, in the really in the, the final moments of mm-hmm. the deadline. Mariners-Angels tied at one. The hitter is Evan White with a swing and a foul at the plate, and the count is nothing and one as Marmaleos draws the leadoff walk, so one aboard in this 1-1 tie. And, Jerry, were you really – I mean, you like to make trades. Were you surprised what A.J. Preller did over the last few days? He made about eight deals. Somehow we were separated at birth, it appears. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line, buddy. I like that. Oh, they did a phenomenal job. Next pitch, Evan is outside for ball one, one ball and one strike. You know, part of the reason why you build up the, the type of prospect cachet that the Padres have spent the last four or five years building is to take this chance, you know, when, when you have it. And, and they went all in. They, they have an excellent major league team with a great minor league system, and, and they just cashed out, you know, quite a bit of prospect cachet to go ahead and take a mm-hmm. chance to win the World Series. And, you know, it's, uh, if you have that chance, why not? Taylor Trammell, when he got the phone call from Scott, did he pay, play a little trick on Scott in that phone call? Oh, no, it was me. It was you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, I don't know if he did on Scott as well, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. the you know, with me, uh, I called Taylor and, and welcomed him to the Mariners. I, you know, I said, Taylor, Jerry DePoto with the Mariners, welcome to the Ems. And, and, uh, and he said, excuse me? <laughs> and I, I I said I'm sorry have the Padres not not called yet and he was dead quiet for about 15 20 seconds and he goes no no I'm just kidding with you <laughs> he said I'm I'm pumped man this is great and then uh, I I met Taylor back in 2016 you know here at the ballpark he was he was in for our pre-draft workout he was a strong consideration for us back then uh, for one of our first two picks and mm-hmm. in that draft and uh, think a lot of them. Just a terrific athlete. It's a it's very high grade makeup. Uh, we've we've heard that not just from from where he is in San Diego, but his previous stop in Cincinnati, and even dating back to high school. Just a, a super upside prospect that we're really thrilled to have. That sounds great. Uh, the count is 0 and 2 on Donovan Walton. One on, one out here in the top of the fourth inning of a 1-1 tie. Tell us a little bit more about Andres. Munoz coming off Tommy John's surgery. Uh, this kid was throwing, what, about 98, 100 miles an hour last year? 
Yeah, it was uh, his average velocity was actually ninety nine point eight miles an hour last year, which wow. is uh, you know I'm going to round up to a hundred. <laughs> that sounds good to me. He is uh, we th- we think one of the best arms in baseball, and it's it's also what we would consider to be on an eighty scale about a seventy breaking ball. And you know it's uh, he's just twenty one years old, still learning to harness all the power that he has, but made his debut for the Padres last year, struck out roughly 35-37% of the hitters that he faced at the major league level, kept an ERA of about 3.9, and and we're expecting that the, the rehab process will finish up for him somewhere in the range of, uh, let's call it middle of May or late May of next year, and and give us a real I, I don't want to reference it as a like an upside play we think he's very good now we're excited to see where he is once this rehab is complete now Jerry it's funny when you look at the way that your farm system and your prospects are stacking up now you have a lot of very high upside young outfielders right we all know about what Kyle Lewis is doing right now obviously Julio and Kelnick Fraley we were seeing in the lineup today and now you go get Taylor Trammell, a guy that the industry has been salivating over for a couple of years now. As a general manager, how is it that you go about approaching acquiring so many guys with such high upside who all happen to play essentially the same position? You can never have too many. Uh, you know, we've talked so many times about the idea of building waves, and and you know, obviously the first wave for us, you're looking at it. It's uh, it's Kyle Lewis, it's Jake Fraley, it's giving opportunity to these guys uh, where they are today. But you know, the next wave, if that begins with guys like Jared Kelnick and Taylor Trammell, and and ultimately leads to Julio Rodriguez and others uh, who may or may not be known to be in the system, <laughs> we are we are very excited for what the future holds okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 